Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we are continuing with the Igarat Haramban, and we were talking about the concepts of Schar Onesh, really more about Schar, about reward, reward in this world, reward in the next world, and how the true reward is in the next world. The reward in this world is only temporary, it's fleeting, it's not real, the real, there's no, there's no currency, it's not, re- it's, it's not significant enough, and about the necessity of living our world living our lives for the world to come and the pleasures of the world to come, as opposed to the olam hazeh. Olam hazeh leads to frustration, leads to dissatisfaction, but living our lives for the world to come is where the true satisfaction is. So he quotes here, the Rabbi Foyer quotes the Ramban, not in the letter, but in his commentary to the Torah. So in his commentary to the Torah in Sefer Vayikra, he talks about different types of intents that a person can have, different types of motivations a person can have in fulfilling the mitzvot. So he says here, that know that man's reward for observance of the commandments is in accordance or it's according to the intent of his heart. So depending on what his intention is, depending on what the intent of his heart is, that determines the type of reward that he will receive. So what are the options? So somebody who observes the commandments for the purpose of receiving reward, so he'll be blessed in this world with many years of life, much riches, and glory, meaning if your purpose is to receive reward in the reward in this world, so you will get reward in this world. That's where you'll be paid. That's where that's what you value. That's the currency that's important to you. So you're going to get paid in that currency. A person who borrows money or lends money in dollars, he wants to get repaid in dollars, right? So that's the currency that's important to him. So somebody who serves in this world for purposes of getting reward in this world, that's his intention. That's what he likes. So that's what he'll get. He who observes the commandments for being rewarded in Olam Haba in heaven. So that's where he'll get it. That's where he wants to get his reward. That's where he'll get his reward. His soul will come to rest in the world to come. That's where he'll get the reward. However, so what could be better than wanting to serve Hashem for purposes of getting reward in Olam Haba? So there's a third category that's the best of the best. He says, the person who observes with no thought of reward at all, he's not even thinking about the reward, but he's serving Hashem out of a sense of love of Hashem. That's what he, he does. He wants to do it because that's what Hashem wants. He wants to do it because he loves Hashem. He wants to do it because that's the truth. Not because he's trying to get any reward. Not because he's trying to reward. Not because he's trying to get anything out of it. But he's serving Hashem for the sake of serving Hashem. So then, such an individual, he will, re- he will attain blessings both in this world and in the coming world. Hashem repays such a person both with the reward of Olam Haba and the reward of Olam Hazeh. And as we mentioned in previous Shurim, the reward of Olam Hazeh is a vehicle, it's a means towards being able to continue to serve Hashem and to continue to earn Olam Haba. But that's what this person will get. He'll get the blessing of continued service of Hashem, the means to be able to continue serving Hashem in Olam Hazeh and being able to serve Hashem in Olam Haba. He quotes, right, for he quotes the Chavot Halavavot in Shar Habitachon, who says the following. There are two types of good deeds. Some, like those are the duties of the heart, the chavot halavavot, that relate to a person's emotions, loving Hashem, fearing Hashem, loving other people, those are concealed, and they are known only to the Creator. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows whether a person is fulfilling those mitzvot or not. A person can't figure it out, and other people can't see, they don't know. Other good deeds, they have, other mitzvot, have physical actions, they, you can see, they're outward, they're external, you can look at them, you can figure out what's happening. They're apparent to all. So he says here that the good deeds, the mitzvot, which are visible, so those mitzvot, Hashem gives a reward which is visible in this world. That's the reward a person gets. But the fulfillment of good deeds in secret, when nobody's watching, that's the greatest test of 
a person's dedication and devotion to Hashem, as the Torah says, that as Rashi says in his commentary on the Torah, anything that is masur lalev, that is given over to the heart, that only the heart knows whether or not a person is doing it with the right intentions or not the right intentions or the wrong intentions, anything that is masur lalev, that is given over to the heart, so then it says, you shall fear Hashem, because Hashem is the only one who knows whether or not you are truly fearing Hashem, whether or not you are truly doing these mitzvot that are given over to the heart. So he says that the person who does the good deeds in secret, Hashem reserves and hides, hides away reward in Olam Haba. Hashem will give him reward in the next in the world to come as well because he doesn't just do the mitzvot out in the open, he does the mitzvot in private as well. He quotes here a fascinating, fascinating story about one of the great Chachamim, Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta, also related to the concept of reward in Olam Hazeh, and reward in Olam Haba. So he says, he goes to Midrash, in Shemot Rabbah, tells the story of Shem ben Chalaf. He was very, very poor. He had nothing to eat for Shabbat, nothing to buy. He couldn't buy food for him and his wife for Shabbat. So he went to some secluded area outside the city, and he poured out his heart to Hashem, begging Hashem to please help him. So Hashem answered him by presenting him with a precious jewel. He found a precious jewel. Rabbi Shimon sold the jewel and purchased his Shabbat needs. So he came home, so his wife, who's a very, very righteous woman, said to him, where is this from? Where did you get this from? She knew the story. She knew they had no money. So where did you get this from? So he says, ah, oh, it came from Hashem. So his wife is adamant. She says, if you don't tell me where it's from, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to eat it. Where did you get this from? So Rishimon told her the story. Hashem answered his prayers with precious jewel from heaven. So his wife stood there and she said, I will not taste a thing all Shabbat unless you promise to return the jewel after Shabbat is over. Go find the jewel, get the money, buy it back, and put it back wherever you found it, give it back to wherever it came from. I'm not interested in this jewel. So the husband said, why? Why not? What happened? This, this gives us Shabbat. She says, don't you realize that this gem, this jewel, was removed from the table of delights, which is prepared for you to enjoy in the next world? You, there's this huge, gorgeous, beautiful table waiting for you in the next world. And do you know what happened? Part of that table was empty to give you this jewel in this world. Do you really want that? Do you want your table in the next world to be partially empty? So Rabbi Shimon thought about it, but he didn't really know what to do. So he went to discuss this with his teacher, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Huda Hanasi. Rabbi Hanasi was the leader of the Jewish people at the time. So Rabbi Huda Hanasi, he says, tell your wife she shouldn't worry. If taking this gem will leave an empty gap in your eternal table, I promise I will fulfill the gap. I'll fill it with the rewards from my table. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You can take the gem. Enjoy the Shabbat food. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. So Rishimun told the story to his wife. But she says, no, I'm still not eating. So she came in front of Rabbi Yudanasi herself. And she says, Rabbi, how can you propose to transfer reward from one table to another in the hereafter? How, what gives you the right? What gives you the ability to transfer reward from one person to the other? But listen to her explanation. She said that you know that the world to come, one tzaddik cannot see another tzaddik. Because each and every one dwells, dwells in a world of bliss entirely of his own. Meaning, each person's olam haba is its own world. It's a separate world. It's not like they're all sitting next to each other and they can trade things from one table to the next. Each one is in its own spiritual world. So how could you say that you're going to give from your olam haba to my husband? His table is his table. Your table is your table. And you can't fill any gaps in his table. If he has a gap in his table, he's going to have to deal with that gap in his table. 
Yehuda Nasi, he gave in. He relented. And Rabbi Shimon returned the precious gem because he didn't want to take away from his reward in Olam Haba. Again, this story is not something we can necessarily relate to in the exact manifestation. But again, we see what it means, what, it, what it, the understanding that the wife of Rabbi Shimon Chalafta had to understand what does it mean, Olam Haba? What's the meaning? What does it mean to be, to be a person who lives his life trying to accomplish Olam Haba, live in Olam Haba? It reminds us of the story we had in the previous year about the wife, or it was two years ago, about the wife of the Shagat Aryeh, who, who didn't want to taste the sugar because she didn't want to taste, take away from her Olam Hazeh, or take away from her Olam Haba, from Olam Hazeh. So again, we can't necessarily relate to the specific application, but the concept, the idea, I think is, um, it, it can resonate with us. The idea of living for Olam Haba and realizing that the pleasures in Olam Hazeh can at some time, can at times, especially when they are luxuries, when they are excessive, when they are beyond what we need, can be reducing from our infinite reward, our incredible reward in Olam Haba. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tuf.